0: so psalm 125 and as always let's open with a quick prayer if we may father in heaven please bless your word please fill us with your spirits allow us to work through your psalms carefully and uh, we ask you to open this part of the scripture up to all of us uh, we don't take anything for granted we thank you for the salvation you've given us and we pray your uh, make these verses real and alive to all of us in jesus name amen and amen psalm 125 let's begin as always in verse 1 they that trust in the lord shall be as mount zion high as an eagle which cannot be removed unmovable but abideth forever go to isaiah chapter 24 now like i said last time most of these psalms since we finished psalm 119 are all pointing to the future and if you're pre-millennial you get a great blessing this morning Isaiah 24 24 look at 20 uh, 24 23 then the moon shall be confounded and the Sun is shamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously we say this that the greats will be resurrected and they'll rule and reign with the lord for one thousand years go back to psalm 125 verse 1 they that trust in the lord shall be as mount zion we believe on the lord we receive him by faith not sight one day we too will be like mount zion which cannot be removed but abideth forever whoever he is we will be with him of course verse 2 as the mountains are round about jerusalem so the lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever, back to Isaiah this time, chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2, and uh, I think it's first two when I get there without creasing the pages. Uh, two, yeah, two, pick it up in 2 1. In fact, the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, not the church, and it shall come to pass, and it will in the last days. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. That's a great picture of a future event when all of the nations, all your Gentile nations, uh, from the largest to the smallest, and the the least insignificant to the most uh, illustrious, are going to come to mount zion and pay homage to the king of kings as the mountains are round about jerusalem three four five or six they're the main ones of course so the lord jehovah god is round about his people in the context israel from henceforth even forever like i say this points to the future this bypasses the church age and this will come into play at the end of the great tribulation going into the thousand year reign uh, verse three for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous thy rod and thy staff they comfort me a rod is a stick for today it's like a, uh, a weapon a gun a pistol a rifle for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lots of the righteous one day there'll be no more persecution no more suffering no more being kept down and forced to dance to the devil's tune lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity someone like moses came across a jew fighting another jew and he got involved picture of our uh, mediator christ jesus of course but unlike christ he overacted and killed a man and put him in the sand go to second corinthians chapter 10. second corinthians chapter 10. And uh, pick it up in verse 3 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. For our weapons, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal guns, knives, sticks, rifles, bazookas, all that stuff but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, cutting down imaginations that's what it all begins and every high thing that exalts itself against knowledge of God there's your pride and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ which is not easy whatsoever and having any readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled Back psalm 125 verse 3 again for the for the for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lots of the righteous this audience will be jews of course pre christ and jews post christ during the thousand year reign there's a period of peace as well lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity which also suggests during the thousand year reign there's still the the ability to do wrong and to sin in other words free will hasn't uh, disappeared Uh, verse 4 do good o lord unto those that be good nobody's good but one that is god this is a very old testament passage dealing with the righteous and the unrighteous those that are morally uh, clean if you will also ceremonial uh, ceremonially clean which for today we haven't got we are made clean by the blood of christ of course and to them that are upright in their hearts that's what all starts of course it starts actually in your heart and it goes to your head it goes from your head back to your heart so you've got a battle going on with your heart and your head and they clash and sometimes you're not sure whether to listen to your hearts or your head and if you ask me listen to your head not your heart your heart's desperately wicked go to james chapter 4 james chapter 4 and uh there's about three or four new testament books which really are jewish in the true sense of the word and james is one of them james 4 verse 17 therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin don't ever uh, cause a weak brother to abuse his conscience go back to psalm 125 because if he does and he falls or stumbles you will be guilty of that paul speaks about that in romans 14 125 verse 5 as for such as turn aside under their crooked ways we say he's crooked we say he's bent which is the same term they say they are bent Heterosexual is called a straight person. Crooked ways, bent, nefarious, deceptive. The Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, working perpetually. God hates all workers of iniquity. But peace shall be upon Israel. So, verse 1, Zion, verse to his people. Verse 5, Israel. You can't miss it. Go to Matthew chapter 7. And that's why you need to rightly divide the word of truth. And if you do that, you'll get a great blessing and also appreciate what it's like for a Jew before Jesus living under the law contrast that to a Jew after Jesus living under grace during the thousand year reign and incidentally there's no works involved for salvation in any dispensation I have to keep saying that a lot of ruckmanites uh, make the mistake of teaching that and they are incorrect Matthew 7 pick it up in uh, let's see now 7 uh, Make it 7 13. enter ye into the straight gate entering at the straight gate contrast that to crooked ways straight gates for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many that be which go in thereat act because straight is the gate It's straight it's narrow it's not crooked and narrow is the way it's like walking through a very small archway which leadeth unto life everlasting life and few there be that find it what's the problem they don't want to humble themselves and uh, get under the blood of the lord jesus christ It's as simple as that they want to come his or they want to come their way not his way that's 125 keep your hands still in matthew chapter 7 verse 5 again for such as turn aside under their crooked ways that's your free will don't blame god the lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity but peace amen should be upon israel matthew 7 still look at 21 not every one that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven which is found in john chapter 6 is to believe on him to receive him many will say to me in that day lord lord have you not prophesied in thy name there's your charismatics and in thy name have cast out devils there's your pentecostals and in thy name done many wonderful works as a catholics and then when i profess son to them i never knew you get that clear not i once knew you until no i never knew you depart me workers ye that work ye that commit ye that practice ye that work ye that work iniquity go back to Psalm 125 so mount zion verse one his people verse two are the wicked will not always rest on the back of the right, just someone like the Apostle Paul who was whipped black and blue all of his life for one day uh, be able to bask in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ he's already doing that right now of course one day we'll all see him in the third heaven or in the new earth Psalm 126 verse 1 when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion we were like them that dream I've dreamed a dream as Martin Luther King would uh, say go to Job forty two. Most of your dreams are sometimes past memories or failed goals, disappointments, scars. And as somebody once said, uh through Christ, you can turn your scars into stars. Job forty two, a bit cheesy, I know, but there's some truth in that. Uh Job forty-two, a great tribulation passage. Uh Job forty-two and look at verse uh, 10 and the lord turned the captivity of job and he prayed for his friends type of christ praying for us also the lord gave job twice as much as he had before This a picture of a jew in the tribulation go back to Psalm 26 coming out of captivity now again the tribulation around anywhere from three and a half to seven years revelation And gives you the final three and a half year period and sometimes that causes confusion as to exactly how long it will run too but i showed show you from Daniel 9 a few weeks ago how the missing week has to be found somewhere and we believe it will be found during the great tribulation when the Lord that knocks out man turned again the captivity of Zion, Jerusalem we children of israel were like them that dream we've dreamed of this day coming you think about world war ii for example or living in the soviet union or living in the middle east at the moment and you're dreaming of a better day or living in north korea especially and you can see those in south korea and they they fly these balloons regularly from the south to the north to uh, give those in the north a bit of hope and the people in the north can see lights in the south and the South are very prosperous, mostly Protestants as well. And they think to themselves, why are we living like this? Whereas where they're living like that. And of course, the reality is that uh, when you turn your back on God, He turns His back on you, and you are in darkness. Two. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, that's always positive, and our tongue with singing, I like that. Then said so they among the heathen, the Gentiles, the Lord had done great things for them what's he done for them? go to Acts chapter 3 now in Acts chapter 3 we're going through what's called a testimonial change from law to grace and Acts of the Apostles Matthew's Gospel Hebrews are three of the toughest books to really nail down doctrinally speaking I've always said that for me the toughest book to nail down was 2 Corinthians but the book of Acts is also pretty tough now get acts three in one hand and get second corinthians five in another in the other i'll show you a couple of things which most people don't always think to uh try and work out but we'll do it this morning uh I want acts three pick it up in 19 first of all peter speaking repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out from the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the lord second advent and he shall send jesus christ which before was preached unto you first thessalonians chapter 4 whom the heaven must receive and the times of restitution of all things which god has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began now paul adds to this in second corinthians and this is why it's great to study peter and paul and get a great blessing when Paul speaks this truth under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost it's around probably let me think now 34 35 AD or thereabouts when Paul comes along and writes second corinthians about 20 years later Paul's been to the third heaven he's got more revelation we call this progressive revelation that's why it's always foolish to follow uh, one person like the catholic church they will follow peter they think he was their first pope but the reality is that all the apostles are blessed and no one man has all of the glory even john calvin said that and it's true second corinthians 6 make it five excuse me second corinthians 5 and uh, pick it up in uh let's see now 18 and all things are of god who hath reconciled us to himself by jesus christ reconciled to bring two parties together by jesus christ not mother mary not the church not some saint and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation this is aimed at all christians from the previous couple of verses 16 and 17 and we say this uh, if you are a brother in the lord and in relatively good health get some tracks if you're able to do so hit the streets and pray and see who the Lord sends to work alongside you. If that's not your calling, we don't feel happy doing that. There's other ways to get the gospel out. But nevertheless, you are an ambassador. If I'm getting ahead of myself. 19. To wit, that God was in Christ. That is critical. No one else has ever been able to experience this. God was in Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. God manifest in the flesh. Reconciled in the world, not the elect, unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them that's a great text he hasn't put anybody's sin to them just yet that takes place at the great white throne judgment and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation it's our job to go into the streets or use the internet or whatever floats your boat as they say and speak to people to try and get people saved reconciliation conciliation a mediator, an arbitrator to bring two sides together Christ died for your sins, was buried was uh, was, uh, was raised after three days and if you believe that you're saved if you don't, you're not, simple as that 20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you but we pray you in Christ, steady, here we go be reconciled to God you got to be reconciled to him. He's already joined you unto him. John six, John twelve, and he's called the Jew unto him. That's found in Acts chapter uh, five and Acts chapter eleven concerning the Gentile. Now it's down to you, Jew or Gentile, to receive the gospel, the grace of God. Twenty one. for He hath made him Christ to be sin for us, who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Go back to Psalm 25. Look at two again. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. It's always great when a young person laughs. And laughter is good for the soul. Book of Proverbs tells you that. And our tongue with singing. I like to sing. Then said they among the heathen. The Lord hath done great things for them. He has. He's paid for all their past, present and future sins. And Peter gets up to preach that, and he's right, repent, so on and so forth, and be converted, but not realising, because of course that point, the full plan of salvation hadn't yet been given to the Apostle Peter, but Paul, we'll get it later, then in Galatians, he goes and meets up with Peter, they have a meeting, and it's all ironed out, and of course Acts 15 is perfectly in harmony with the Pauline epistles. So just very brief, and we'll move on peter speaks the truth at that point in time whereas paul speaks the truth concerning all of time that's why it's important to get the pauline epistles down otherwise you have an incomplete plan of salvation if i was a catholic when an anglican i could really mess around with acts chapter 3 and leave people just dangling never knowing if they were saved or not that's the reality of most false teachers 126 verse 3 the lord hath done great things for us whereof we are glad now this came a few nights ago reading through the psalms and i'm a bit late probably picking up on this so forgive me but i've just realized that so uh, you've got a chorus here of course now you'll find in the book of psalms these were originally sung and my days of being, a, of being a singer long long overdue i must admit but when i used to sing you open with a verse then it's a chorus you get the counterpoint uh you get the melody at the bridge it goes up a semitone, then it comes back down again and you get the final chorus and with these psalms these are these are words that are being sung out by a choir so when you get words being repeated like uh, verse 3 the lord hath done great things for us and going back to verse 2 the lord hath done great things for them slight change it's a chorus or give a better example than that uh go to uh psalm 129 like verse 1 many a time have they afflicted me from my youth? Look at verse 2. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. It's like a repeat. It's a chorus. They're repeating the same uh, lyric. The same line. Uh, in a couple of... you know Over a short period of time. What's got me thinking also. About the power of music. Music is like prayer. The performer is like a preacher. The crowd is like a church I think about that for a couple of seconds music is like prayer when I was growing up i had probably two or three thousand CDs I was always buying CDs and singles and albums sometimes records but mostly CDs I had so many CDs and looking back over my years now I think without realizing it until quite recently that a lyric is basically it's not only a gospel it's not only a message there's a statement in every song I'm sure you know that but it's like a prayer it gets into your head and you can't get rid of it it goes round and round it's like a mantra yeah and I saw a strange thing a few days ago I saw a concert online a short concert online in memory of Freddie Mercury who died in the early, uh, who died in the early 90s of AIDS it's very strange and about two or three years afterwards and David Bowie Of all people got up, did a performance, not sure how many songs he sung. He then stopped, got on one knee, and said the Lord's Prayer. Absolute silence. It was Wembley, Rena, stayed in one of the two. Nobody said a word. Isn't that interesting? Because they know instinctively, they know internally that when somebody's just died, even as lost as he probably was, what else can you do? You've got to pray, haven't you? And nobody said a word because this is still a Christian country. People don't like to admit it but it is and see bowie go down on one knee and say the lord's prayer was just incredible and brian may who's who was uh uh, freddie mercury's lead guitarist if you don't know said we're just shocked i thought i bet you were probably the first time in your life you've heard somebody pray at Wembley stadium but that's the power of the lyric and if you don't believe me just do a bit of research and just watch any concerts or just listen to music or just do any research and you watch people just spellbound Andre Roux, another good example, the great uh, violinist, the great orchestra that he has behind him, 100 piece orchestra. He'll play stuff and people start crying. My Way, uh, some Puccini, and uh, some Nessendorma, all that stuff, and even pop stuff, Sinatra. It just makes people weep. Very interesting. Uh, 126. verse 3 again the lord hath done great things for us whereof we are glad absolutely he's already paid for their past present and future sins but they've got to receive it if they don't they won't be saved it's like i've said over the years if i if i was to wire say 20 pounds into your account and tell you and you say to me james please send me the 20 pounds you've kind of offended me i've just told you it's being wired but you've got to get your app out on your phone check it that's a bit of faith then you've got to withdraw it You know faith without works is dead but if you kept saying to me please send me the 20 pounds you're gonna offend me i've just told you i've transferred it now it's down to you to take the initiative open up your phone go into your app and check that it's there transfer it and spend it unfortunately most people know that christ died for them but they won't do anything about it they just say that's very nice and get on with their life verse four turn again our captivity so throw it back to job 24 O lord as the streams in the south northern tribes southern tribes and in the south far south you've got the dead sea where the dead sea scrolls came from interesting uh, verse 5 they that sow in tears shall reap in joy go to jew 22 there was a famous preacher whose name escapes me who got very emotional about soul winning which is kind of rare these days and he said god give me all these souls or all i'll die and uh he got quite a few people saved in fact but he was a very emotional man and he was sowing in tears but one day he'll reap in joy Jude 22. and of Psalm have compassion not always easy making a difference back to psalm 125 five again they that sow in tears you spend time praying and fasting. And praying for your friends and family. They're the hardest there always have been. But one day if they repent. Uh, you will reap in joy. It's like plowing the field. And putting the seeds out. And you do it early in the morning. And for the cold uh, weather comes. You plow the ground. And you get the crops. Six. he that goeth forth. And weepeth. Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him there's your wheat there's your rye there's your oats go to uh, Galatians chapter 3 we're going to spiritualize this now which we we can do there's there's more than one way to interpret the scripture normally it's doctrinally doctrinal then it's historical or prophetical they're the main three but uh, spiritually speaking, you can never go wrong with that. But don't do that in lieu of a doctrinal application. Galatians 3, and look at verse uh, 16. Now to Abraham and his seed with the promises made. He saith not unto seeds, because of course Abraham had more than one seed, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. Christ, going back to Isaac, Isaac is a type of Christ. And I watched a bit of uh, uh, Tavia Singer last night. I'm going to do a video about him in a couple of days' time. He's one of Israel's most notorious rabbis. And he hates Jesus. He hates the King James Bible. And to my surprise, the big guns haven't gone after him. you are big YouTubers. I don't quite know why. But I'm going to go after him very shortly and deal with some of his heresy. Now, the reason I mentioned him is because he was going through Galatians 3. And he was sort of mocking the fact that Paul... Uh, points to Christ in verse sixteen, and of course, it takes the whole passage out of context because Paul is dealing with the fact that in Isaac, uh, will all the nations be blessed? Found in verse eight, going back to uh, Abraham, and also cast out the, the cast out the woman and her child, the bondwoman and her child. Also found in this particular chapter, and uh, unfortunately, you don't know your Bible very well. In fact, it's chapter four. Uh, but anyway go back to psalm 125 if you don't need bible very well you get into a real spin he that goeth forth and weepeth throw back to the previous verse bearing precious seed now in the context it's agriculturally speaking agriculture it's uh farming the land not that i would have any experience that i don't but i know what, it, what it's speaking about shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bring in his sheaves with him there's your body there's your straw and go to First Thessalonians chapter two. Uh, in the old days, if the crops failed, they said the gods are angry with us. Now I've noticed in the UK, and perhaps you have as well, that Britain has gone back to post. Uh, excuse me, it's gone back. It's gone back to pre-Christianity now. Yeah. This country is very religious. It's very superstitious. I'm sure you all know that those that live in the UK. And I've noticed over the last probably five or ten years that. It's gone back to the pre-Christian era. It's gone back to Mother Earth. It's gone back to uh, paganism. paganism, the, the moon, mm. the stars, the crystals, all that stuff. Mm. It's like Christianity had never come to this country. very sad. Paul told us this was, this was, this was going to happen, and it has happened. 1 Thessalonians 2, and uh, look at verse uh, 19 what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even ye in the presence of our lord jesus christ at his coming for ye are glory and joy back to the book of psalms let's do one more and then we'll close 127 verse 1 except the lord build the house the labor in vain that built it that build it except the lord keep the city go to jeremiah 18 so it's like this if you buy a new property or if you are in the process of having a property built for you, the first thing you will do is get the blueprints and you'll hire an architect and he or she will design the blueprints for you. No blueprints, no new build. Simple as that. And uh, once the architect starts working on uh, your new build, as it's known, uh, they do the plumbing, the electrics, and uh, all those important parts of your property they don't just wing it and it's all carefully mapped out and you have to approve it and sign it off but they can re-venerate they can refurbish an existing property but they can't uh, build from scratch without any blueprints that's what the text is speaking about here except the lord build the house house of god house of the lord the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. Even more important. Like a guard dog watching over the property. The watchman. Those that uh, keep a watch out. Waketh but in vain. Jeremiah 18. And. Pick it up in verse. And let's see now. Verse. Pick it up in verse 7. At what instance. I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it if that nation against whom i have pronounced turn from the evil like the ninevites would do i will repent change my mind of evil that i thought to do unto them no turning from sins you change your mind at what instant i shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it if it do evil in my sight and most will that did obey not my voice there's your rebellion then i repent of the good change of mind wherewith i said i would benefit i would benefit them that's 127 verse 1 again except the lord build the house they labor in vain that build it don't bother to try and get something off the ground if it's not the lord's will it will not work it'll be a catastrophe except the lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain i got one more here, go to Hebrews 11 Hebrews 11 House of Moses House of Christ And of course Christ is the chief cornerstone Without that you got nothing uh, Hebrews 11 7 By faith Noah, being warned of God Of things not seen as yet, moved with fear Prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith and of course matthew 7 speaks about building your foundation on the sand which if you do will be quickly washed out destroyed but if you build upon a rock and i don't mean simon peter i mean the lord jesus christ you'll be fine 127 verse 2 it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat bread of sorrows For so he giveth his beloved sleep. You need a lot of sleep every night. They say eight hours. Which is probably nice if you can get it. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. And the best thing to do is go to bed at the same time every night. Get up at the same time every morning. Don't sleep in. If you sleep in, you go into a depression. Get up and get up. Get up and get out. Proverbs 3, 24 when thou liest down thou shalt not be afraid yea thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet i like that Psalm hundred twenty seven look at verse three low children are heritage of the lord and the fruits of the womb is his reward go back to genesis chapter 30 you've got a handful of women in scripture who couldn't have children and it almost broke them and uh I think it's still a stigma for today. day if you're a married woman with no children we knew a woman years ago who got saved later in life i spent thousands thousands on ivf and couldn't get anywhere and uh, patch said to her, why don't you just adopt a child oh no she said we want our own child you're a snob but the, th- the thing is though adoption is actually biblical because when you got saved you were adopted by god into his family we're not jews we're gentiles so if you are a gentile believer you shouldn't turn your nose up at adoption because if you adopt a child that's quite beautiful as a parent you get what you're given but if you go out and hand pick a child from from an orphanage if you will that's you saying to that child i want you and specifically you that's quite touching and that child knows you picked that child personally but as a parent you get what you're given right but as a christian you shouldn't be so snobbish and to say i don't want to have somebody else's child that's not how it should be, you know. God has picked us; He's ordained us uh, to become adopted into the family of God. I think those people who have the ability to adopt married couples and don't will be judged at the judgment seat uh, for their pride. Let's pick it up in uh, Genesis 30, thirty, Genesis thirty, verse uh, two. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, "Am I in God's stead?" who hath withheld from thee the fruits of the womb she is desperate for children leah is just banging them out as they say and rachel waits a long time Memory she has just two and of course jacob has got four wives which is always problematic starts to panic because she's putting pressure on him to bring forth children go down to verse 20 uh, 22 but it all pays off and god remembered rachel and God hearkened to her and opened her womb. I'll give you one more, chapter 33. Uh, 33, verse 5. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given to thy servant. This is a wonderful picture of two brothers being estranged, come back into fellowship again. Jacob and Esau. I'll give you one more, Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, let's see now. 3. Uh, pick it up in verse 14. 14, 3.14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Back to Psalm 127. Hundred and twenty-seven. Four, as arrows on the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Arrows, going back to. uh, Let's see now. Going back to weapons that are used against uh, the Lord's people. I'll give a cross reference to this if I can find it uh let's see now Uh, go to uh, go to the book of uh, Ecclesiastes please Ecclesiastes which is not a place to build doctrine incidentally the Jehovah's Witnesses ran over to Ecclesiastes to throw out hell. Being for all of eternity. Uh, let's see now. Ecclesiastes uh, 12. Verse 1. Remember now thy creator. In the days of thy youth. When either days come not. Nor the years draw nigh. When thou shalt say. I have no pleasure in them. Back to Psalm 127. 7. When you're young, you're careless, you're foot free, as they say. You take chances, risks which sometimes pay off, sometimes don't. Arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. It's a case or a sheath to uh, put your arrows into. They shall not be ashamed but they shall speak with the enemies in the gates he that controls the gate controls the government we'll close it there and as always just pray that the lord the lord will bless these particular psalms that they've been correctly explained in their historical context and as always that they have future application as does the bible sometimes it has triple application but we'll close it there and come next time and keep working through uh, the <coughs> book of psalms